Minnesota Vikings fans, welcome back to the Purple People Eaters podcast. I'm Chris, he's Aaron, and we're here to unfortunately have to talk about a loss to the Detroit Lions. A rough one in a variety of ways. A couple of weeks ago, I think it was that Patriots game, Aaron and I were talking about how we're getting 2020 and 2021 last two year vibes with this defense. And, uh, yeah, we know Harrison Smith wasn't in, but, man, oh, my, this shit's getting out of hand. This, and then the running game falling apart for this game. A rough one in general. Fights go down 34 to 23. You know, in three years, two, three years, I'm not sure how Detroit's going to be able to keep all those wide receivers and all that talent. But for the next couple of years, man, they got something brewing there, no doubt about it. So we're going to talk our way through it. Obviously, a lot of people are calling for, you know, the D.C.'s head. We're going to definitely discuss that as far as what we feel like is the best options when it comes to that. It's a sticky situation. It's not as easy as just just can him, get him out of the building, take away his coat, you know. I mean, it's, it's, it's a little different than that. So we're going to talk about it, walk our way through it, and then – we're going to have to move on to the Colts at home on Saturday. Yes, I repeat, Saturday. Um, next two games are on a Saturday. So those, and I think they're both at noon if, I, if my memory uh, strikes me as right. I, I believe so. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll preview and predict that. And then, per usual, we usually end the show Um with the Gophers football segment, P.J. Fleck got an extension. Some people were freaking out when they just don't understand how you got to do it. But it is what it is. We'll talk about that. And some transfer portal stuff we did. Uh, there was a bit of a surprise transfer that we'll talk about. But we did bring in um, some, some guys as well. Like I said, it, it's a lot longer process to bring in. I mean – Deion Sanders would have 15 guys right now if it's that easy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So just just take a deep breath, folks. We know that you're worried about it. But we're going to talk it all through in just a second. If this is your first time listening to this year Vikings podcast, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash rope radio. Uh, you don't have to go to Blog Talk and Rope It Open. Download the show there. Listen to the browser. You can find it in a variety of places. Under the Rope and Dope Radio, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Player FM, TuneIn, uh, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Google Podcast. Uh, we also have the Spricker page, Living in Loserville, along with Spotify. Um, and while you're at it, why don't you head on over to thegruelingtruth.com and also sportsnews24.com. Um, one more thing, if you're thinking about cutting the cord or you have, you're not quite happy, I got something for you. It's called DirecTV Stream. Uh, the prices start as low as forty nine ninety nine for two months. If you go with the choice or ultimate package, that gives you a savings of $160 for Showtime, Stars, Cinemax, and Epics for three months. It's the best of live TV and on-demand. There's no annual contracts, no hidden fees. Plus, you get to enjoy regional sports networks without those additional fees. That's direct TV streaming. Okay, let's go ahead and bring in my co-host, Aaron. Uh, how are you doing on this fine day? And, uh, man, I, I did people follow the D.C. home or something? I mean, re- people really are after this guy. But I get it. I get it that the, the defense has been disgusting of late. 
Yeah, it makes me think of uh, like these with World Cup going on and all that stuff. It makes me think of like these goalies <laughs> that go back to their countries and oh my God, <laughs> just fight for their guys. lives, you know. Oh. Yeah. You just take that watch and that. But you know that was a fun one. <laughs> I'm I'm fine by the way. And uh, but I mean you have uh, so many things to say yet not so many things to say. I mean you ha- you're in a little bit of a bind with the offensive line going into that one and. Uh, defensively, like you said earlier, Harrison Smith is out. Um, but you know, defensively, that's just not going to cut it. Uh, 2021 vibes, like you said. And, uh, it's just getting to the point now. We said a little bit off mic about, you know, we've got the sample size now, 13 weeks of football. Um, we've been really generous with this defense up till now. Um, and we've given them chance. Okay. You know, trying to figure out what's going on, how it works. But it's just, it's a sieve, man. And, uh, we've only been surviving on these timely turnovers. And, uh, that really showed when we didn't get any turnovers this week and just what that happened. Short field turnovers, what that can do, change momentum exactly. Um, I'm not saying, you know, throw the whole thing out. I'm not saying, you know, Donatel's the end. You know, everybody else kind of in the, in that boat. And I understand it. Um, but that's really not logical. We'll get to that later, but. Something's got to be done with this defense. It is a problem. I think in the years past, I kind of said, well, you know, offense isn't exactly killing it either. But I think, you know, Kirk was 31 for 41, over 400 yards. Uh, we couldn't run the ball. That was a big thing there. We'll get to that as well. Um, but overall, just a stinker of a game. Kind of thought, you know, we'd, we'd flip the switch somewhere there in the second half. We weren't that far behind. Never happened. Didn't get any turnovers. Uh, a lot of funky, weird stuff going on in that game, mm. and uh, just turned out to be uh, really eye-opening as to where we are here at ten and three. And you know, everybody's saying, "Are we frauds?" Uh, I don't want to say we're frauds, but we've only really faced backup quarterbacks and bad offenses and defense. So um, we have, in the ones that are good, we've really taken an ass whooping. So we've got some things to go over here, and, and it's just not looking pretty at the moment. Well, I don't think Josh Allen's a backup quarterback now. Hold on. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no. it's, you're right. It's getting, point uh, taken. no, I, I, but, 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 but point taken to what you're saying too, <laughs> because, uh, you know, um, it, it's getting funky, but just looking at that, uh, that first half, right? Um, turnover on down. We get the three and out turnover on downs going for it on fourth and one after that penalty. Um, at our own 46, okay with that or not? We said we wanted to establish the run, right? Yeah, at fourth and one, though, and you haven't been establishing the run. I mean, you've been trying to run. You've been attempt. There's run attempts there, um, but just nothing for Cook all day. And uh, I think I'm pretty confident that if you give Cook an opportunity, a hole, a space to run, he's going to take advantage of it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Fourth and one, I'm always kind of good with the early there. That's your own 46, you know? Yeah, but that's your own 46. Give or take, that's the 50, all right? I can live with that. Now, if you're going fourth and one at your 25, there's an issue. Yeah, that's fair. Anytime, I don't know. I like to be just out of field goal range going for it, but uh, but that's just me. Uh, But they sure got things done pretty quick, didn't they? 41 yards to our guy, uh, what is it, Bagley or something? I don't know. A bunch of random dudes scored for them, actually. It's kind of funny. 
Um, we, you know, Mike's responded with a hell of a drive, 10 play, almost, yeah, six and a half minutes or something like that. And then, you know, we had that turnover on downs, you know, which, which was a, a really key part there. It was like, okay, cool. We got the ball back. Didn't, you know, kind of both teams didn't do much with it for a while. Then, you know, why not give them a, you know, a 48 yard, you know, we're looking at these red zones like, oh, we're, we weren't that bad in the red zone. Well, yeah, when you're throwing the ball out 40 yards, you don't need the fucking red zone. It's 14 to 7. Um, great drive going, right, to kind of double dip them. The old double dip, or try to anyway, because we got the ball in the second half. 12 play, 67-yard drive, 535. I mean, the, the thing, it was going, man. Key third down passes to Jefferson and, you know, Couple third down passes, yeah, third and eight, third and sixteen. Okay, first and goal. All right, first and goal at the three. Tebow jump pass comes out. What, where, how? Because a lot of people are just like they hated the call. Some people on Twitter, even when the shots right there, they say the linebacker was there. I disagree with that, but it is what it is. I thought he was open because it's a pop up little pass. It's not like he's got to be accurate per se. But what the hell happened on that one? I wish I could tell you. I can only speculate that, you know, Cook just froze kind of in the moment. He didn't get the exact thing he wanted, and he just didn't know what to do with it. We, you know, so many options there. Throw the ball into the stands. Uh, you try to get outside. A lot of people said that. You can even go backwards and try to create some space for yourself. I don't really have a problem with the call. Um, it's, you know, it's a pretty successful play. Um, and he was open. And was open. I just think that execution was a problem. Either they didn't practice it enough or they didn't practice alternative looks or cook just, you know, deer in the headlights type of thing, which I kind of think is probably the issue there. Um, but I mean, there's also, there's other things like, okay, tuck the ball. If you're going to make up a decision there, you don't have to leave it out like, you know, loaf of bread for everybody else. But, um, you know, I, I like, so I guess quickly, I just, I don't have a problem with the call. I have a problem with the execution. Um, and I think you probably could have done it better. You've got those nice little, uh, you know, reverse plays with Jefferson you can run and sure. a, a plethora of other plays to call. But, um, if this is what you went with, this is what you went with. But, you know, obviously you didn't go over too many contingencies while you were practicing. I mean, I don't know if that's obvious because it could have just been cooked that fucked it up, but it's tough to say. Um, and, and the coach says we practice it a lot. The player said that, but, you know, it is what it is. Either way, just sit down. Man. Just sit down and tuck it or something. Because it just it went real bad real quick. Like you said, I don't really have a problem with the play. It's first to go, whatever. We're not able to run the ball all that well. What, are you just going to run three, three yards you know, on this particular play? I don't know. I mean, we've recently had a, a four-yarder and a ten-yarder. Um, I think it was last week that we scored touchdowns on her. Maybe it was the week. Before that, yeah. you know, and we've I mean, maybe he just didn't get a good on. grip of the ball. I mean, maybe he just, you know, the yeah. handoff wasn't great. I don't know. I didn't. And he's not in that scenario that a whole lot, right? right? Like you said, yeah. maybe it is. He just was like, oh, shit, it's not working, you know. But he did get, you know, he did get attacked pretty quick. Dude. It was like, uh, you know what I, you know, so I have a lot less of a problem. You know what I do have a problem with, though, is, okay, you get a fake punt on us. Okay, cool. You got a fake punt. Okay. No biggie. It happens. Mm. We got one earlier. But 42 yards. 42 yards on a rush play? 
Not a pass play? (laughs) Come on, Aaron. Come on. That shit hurt. Yeah. Yeah, that was a backbreaker. And I think they even huddled up, did something, you know, that they don't normally do. So it kind of was a tell that something was going down. But I think they got the look that they wanted. They just went with it. Yeah, I mean, you can't tackle. I think uh, even – I don't know who was out there missed the tackle on that. There's a few people did, but uh, yeah, that was the backbreaker there. I mean, that one's tough, especially, I think, you know, you had, I think they said we had a plan to run one as well. Didn't get the look we like checked out of it. Um, And then, you know, they had theirs and that's just, it's inexcusable. You know, I can understand giving up whatever they needed for the first down, but it turned out to be an explosive play at the timing of it was horrible. Yeah. It was just one of those things. Oh God! And it boom, twenty-one to seven. You're like, okay, well, that does make things a little more difficult now, because now you got to score twice just to get back. But they did respond. The offense definitely responded majorly. I mean, beyond the running game, we the I mean, Cousins had a great game, and JJ was freaking ridiculous, and should have more stats. Uh, you know, but we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but I think it, I think there was a I think we were sacked on first down. It was, you know, kind of third and long. JJ or TJ caught a great, like a 21 yarder. Beautiful in coverage, dime by Cousins. There was that 35 or 34 yard catch. I think on a fourth and fourth, Thielen got that touchdown. Um, What do you think about going for it? It's 21 to 13. You can make it 21 14. What do you think about the two point conversion there? Um, I don't think it's like do or die like some folks were saying. I'm just not a big fan, especially with these damn points. You know, we need all we can get. Um, what do you think about that? Because I get the element of surprise, whereas on the other side of it, going for two, having to go for two is a little different. But I'm not a big fan. Of, I, I like going for two when it when it's time to do it. Um, but but what do you think about that that whole scenario and the play itself? Well, it's one of those uh, analytic cards things that if you're down the road and you're down by two, you're going to want to run it. So I think that's at what, least that's what the computer told me. Yeah, so that's what caused it. Um, I was shocked, but I didn't think and I was OK, you know, you're going to need it. Uh, we still have that kicker. So, you know, extra points aren't <laughs> automatic. And uh, I don't think that's that true. had really anything to do with his uh, logic into going for two. But then, you know, makes it a yeah. game where you can go down, score again, go up by one. That makes sense to me it, to do it. I don't think it's anything you fire the guy. It's, you know, irresponsible. It's nothing like that. It's just, you know, the play call to me is the problem. It's all right, Chris, we've outlined for the last few weeks. First week was kind of a surprise. Second week was like, what the hell? And now the third week is like, you're going to run a screenplay. Yeah. Two point conversion. When you can't block near the limit line of scrimmage. And our screens. All season, yeah, we have just, just a thought, been a hot mess. Yeah, like I don't understand what the problem is. It's timing. It's maybe you know Kirk's throwing the ball too quick. He's not going back enough. I don't know what it is, but the it's time been a mess off, at every level. It seems it's, it's just like just pick your off. screen and someone fucked up. Bubble screen, screen to the running back. It doesn't matter what it is. Any kind of screen, it just seems like the timing's off, the blocking's off, and it's unsuccessful. So why? call that on a two-point yeah. conversion. I can understand if, if you had been successful with screens for, you know, the sure. whole season, but just a futile play for this offense. 
and you call it. Maybe element of surprise. Like they'll never run a screen. They suck at it here. But I don't know. But they that was what I was upset with. I wasn't upset with the going for two. I wasn't upset with the decision. Just why call a bubble screen on that play? When you have so many other options. You've got CJ Ham. Put Ham in the backfield. Try to get in with him. Uh, you know, go Delvin behind Ham. Delvin is great getting to the outside. You can run these uh, reverse plays and misdirection stuff. Just a thousand other options, and you choose that. I just remember seeing that screenplay. I mean, that's what you're going to do on this play. It just, just didn't seem to me. They could have went back to the pop-up play. Sure. (laughs) Try it again. No. um, (laughs) Talk about element of surprise. (laughs) Right. Boy, they're really sticky with this. (laughs) Yeah, no, I just. just You said it right. I think you said it right. Yeah, it's 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 not, you know. It's not a high high percentage play. It's not that. Right. It's not going for it. It's the play. And and this is what then then the, this is the 2020 2021 freaking defensive vibes. Next drive, ten play, seventy five chunk yards, twelve, eighteen, twelve, twelve, fifteen on a second and fifteen. They didn't feel like they wanted to go first and goal touchdown. And you're like, okay, well, it's twenty eight to thirteen now. Um, now we did get we did drive down there. Um, we had a you know a hell of a was it 47 yard uh, throw to JJ? Great catch, dime of a throw. Hutchinson got the sack on Cousins. I think it was second and uh, 17. JJ almost made a great play, but still, it was kind of like in desperation stuff. And, and that's the thing: the line was horrible at run blocking, <clears throat> but they were they were decent enough at times. Uh, we've seen worse. Let's put it that way. Um, as far as offensive protection it just seemed like at key moments Hutchinson or whoever did step up and and Brian O'Neill had his worst game I'd say in in it since his rookie year I think that's pretty fair um so you know we did get a field goal out of it though so you know okay not bad 28 to 16 they I mean talk about 12 plays 52 yards almost seven minutes 641 dude how do you win a game when it's just like keep away just keep away, man. But anyway, it's thirty-one to sixteen. Boom! Touchdown drive, thirty-one to twenty-three. Uh, JJ had a thirty-nine yarder. Well, it was more than thirty-nine yards, but we won't get into that. I think Brandell. That's when he got injured on that play. Thielen had a nice pickup. <clears throat> um, beautiful throw in catch by Osborne. We've seen that play in North Carolina, not as far, but fifteen-yard touchdown. Great. The problem is, you know. When the clock is tick, tick, ticking, it sure would have been nice because a lot of people said, well, we scored on the drive. Yeah, but J- Justin Jefferson scored on the drive, meaning he should get the the numbers <laughs> because that's a record he'd have for even longer. But not just that. That's just stupid, you know, stat stuff. But the fact is it burnt time, did it not? Yeah, it did. It burnt a lot of time. Uh, you know, I don't understand these couple. There's a couple things here that just threw me off. I think there was the drive before that when the Lions scored or didn't score, actually. Now, of course, they would have probably scored the next play. Granted. But I forgot to mention that. I'm glad you said right. that because he was short. He was short. And I don't think your arm crossing the goal line is a touchdown. I think the oh, ball. Yep, has exactly. To. I don't think your arm touching the pylon is a touchdown. I think the ball 
has yep. to be inside or touching. It, and neither of those things were true. Ref was right there. Don't understand that at all. If they yeah, even reviewed it. In Buffalo, Cousins' shoulder hit the end zone, but the ball wasn't there. Right. So, you know. Now, this is the one they reviewed, and, and, and it was withheld. Right. So I don't get that at all. Um, and then Jefferson, you know. Um, now, you couldn't review that one because you had already threw your – your challenge yeah, yeah, flag yeah. and lost right. the challenge, mm-hmm. um, but you shouldn't have had to. Um, he and now I realize his heel was probably out of bounds. His toes were in bounds. Um, there wasn't, you know, it just it just wasn't. It's just another oddity that you know s- sticks out at you. You're right, and it really c- comes down to the amount of time it took to actually get down the field and score on that drive. Not to mention, you know, uh, his numbers. And, and a touchdown for him on the day, but and just the burning in the heart of the Vikings fans, and just going, what the, what is going on with these officials? Like it's just the oddest, weirdest stuff. Um, and three forty one. Sorry to cut you off. Three forty one at that time. That's how much was left. By the time he scored, it was two fifty. Yep. So that's good ninety or good fifty seconds. Would have come in handy at the end of the game. Um, right. Exactly. Let's yeah, talk about that. It's just. There seems to be some glaring stuff with officiating. We're not a, you know, blame the officiating, but this season it's been kind of weird. The Gabe Davis catch, we couldn't review that. I mean, we're not going to get into all this stuff, but we'll make a nice little list. Um, it's stacking up. It's I'm running out up. of ink. So yeah, that was a that was a thing there, but um. And then the you know, onsides, people freaked out about that uh, too. Let's you know, talk. That's about a it. thing. Um, sure, I'm fifty fifty on it. You, you right. can kick the ball if you want. Okay. On average, you but don't your want defense to. was you know just doing nothing. So right. you got to do something to get the ball back. You figure you got to save a little bit of time. Um, it seems it is a tough risk because you know rarely do you recover those. Um, but you right. know the, there is a chance. So I'm not. I mean, but you know each one of those decisions, Chris, I don't have a problem with. But when you combine all three of them, and you, go, <laughs> okay, you know, true, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then we start to say, okay. Well, only thing I can think and speculate yeah, is to why you would make these decisions would be like you're trying to spark something. You're trying to get something right. going. You know, yep. your team's a little players flat. players do respond to that shit. Yeah. Your team's a little flat. You're trying to do something, you know. Yeah. I can see that. Now, maybe, you know, pull it back a little bit in the future. But, um, you know, I can see you trying to spark. I mean, all season you've been sparking something. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to do it here. You just failed this time. Um, right. Yeah. Now, would I have done the onside kick, Chris? If I was a coach, probably not. I wouldn't have done. I would have kicked it and gave my it's defense another shot. It's not something you do shot. game by game. That's for sure. No, give my defense a shot to redeem themselves. Um, but you know, was I throwing a brick at the TV because they did? No. I mean, I figured you got to do something. You got to, you know, and if you would have recovered that, then he's a genius. So you know, six and one half dozen. Right. Yep. And this was just the the big boy. Highly drafted guy out of Oregon gets a goddamn third down on us conversion. And, and not to just point this one out because this one sucks, it hurts, but it is element of surprise. And, hey, it, it freaking worked. But um, it just sucked. And it, and it was like if you look at third and seven or third and eight and, and above that, that's where the defense just struggled all day long and that was so frustrating because like dude it's third and 13 man why are they getting 20 yards on this play you know that that really hurt all day i know that wasn't some kind of crazy i think it was 7 of 15 
the conversion rate, but a lot of those were long. It wasn't like it was third and two, third and three. You know, the, the third and long was killing us, man, because you got in position. You, you put yourself in position, yep. and that comes back to, well, some of the keys, right? Pressure mm. on the quarterback. That's the problem. That's the nutshell right there. Third third and long. You're, you work hard for a second down. You should be in position to make a play on third down, and you're just not in this defense. Um, and, I, you know, I've been going back and forth as you listen to the show. You know that I've been trying to give this – been very generous to this defense trying to give them a lot of opportunities to kind of figure out what they are, figure out what's going on. It's just, I can't do it anymore because it's, you have vets on this team. Yeah. You're missing one, a very important one, but you got a lot of other ones. You got Daniels, Darius, uh, Delvin, uh, Kendricks, Hicks. These guys have got a lot of time in the, in the NFL, Peterson. Um, these guys, you know, they, they're not journeymen. They've been, <laughs> you know, at the top of their defenses for most of their career. Um, so you have the players, so it's got to be the scheme. And to give up that stuff on third down, I don't think the other – Dan Campbell's not an offensive genius. I don't think his offensive coordinator is doing anything that hasn't been seen before um, besides the Penny Sewell thing. That hasn't really been seen. Right, right, right. We'll give him that one. Yeah. But <laughs> And you're just getting carved up, uh, and it's disheartening for your defense. It just breaks their back, you know, giving up these third down 12s. Like you said, 15, that just kills your defense. And uh, so something's got to be done there. Um, you know, there's a lot of options, and we'll get into that. But it's it's definitely broken, man. And without these, you know, you start to look, okay, we talked last week about how this whole, you know, season has been kind of been masked by the 10-2 and two record. Well, this defense has kind of been masked by turnovers and mm-hmm. timely turnovers. And, uh, and And we just didn't get any this game. And now you start to see, okay without the lack of turnovers and short fields, this is what the game flow looks like. It's not pretty. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it most definitely is being covered by that. And that is something that we've, we've kind of just held back still like, well, hold on. You know what I mean? Let, let, let's calm down a little bit. The funny thing is, and this is uh Tanishka on Twitter. She's kind of a fun follow. Uh, the Vikings blitz a season high 31.7 of dropbacks yesterday and Goff was 10 of 13. Um, some of it's scheme, some of it's maybe the player's not fitting the scheme, whatever it is. Maybe it's just, you know, not well designed pressures. I mean, it is, we were so spoiled and we've said this before. We were so spoiled with the, the blitzing genius. Uh, and you could say whatever the hell you want about. Um, Zimmer now that he's gone, sure, but um, you know he would he would have a you'd be open a lot of it'd be one guy that he'd just scheme open and just run to the quarterback, dude. No one's gonna be blocking him unlikely, and, and that's how it was. And he got like I know Harrison didn't play in this game, but you have Harrison Smith. I think we went over that last week where it's just like we got guys that are are normal to blitz, but you start to this is uh, Scott Korzenski or Kuznoski. He said the last two two years when Hunter was hurt, his defense finished 27th and 30th in yards allowed. This year, healthy Hunter, Zedarius, basically healthy. Donatel defense is now 32nd. And they're just, I mean, if you look at this, this is from Janik on Twitter to Eckhart. Only three teams in the Super Bowl area, era excuse me, allowed 400 yards per game and finished with a winning record. 
2011 Patriots and Packers, um, the Chiefs in 2018, and then uh, the fights so far. Well, we're going to have a winning record regardless. But these last five games, we saw that everybody saw the damn record, you know, the most in, in history. So that kind of goes back to, you know, well, yeah, the last two years sucked, but did we break that record? I don't think so when Zimmer was here. Um, and, and even if you look at, uh, you know, um, sacks, pressures, uh, third down, red zone, the last two years we were a lot better in those, uh, even though we did have a sim defense at the time. But we're, we're, I mean, 32nd and 32nd in points, 30, in the last five games, 30.4, 460 yards. And then 20 for for 20 yard pass plays, 23rd. That ranks second to last. I mean, and it's not like you were facing Murderer's Row. You know, it wasn't Mahomes the next week, Brady, and then you know it wasn't that. That's a good point. That. You know, right, where we can at least we were can at least Mike our offense just went against five straight defenses that are nasty. That's a great point. We haven't been fucking go. We've been going against backups or guys who. You know, teams that can't score, we're about to face the Colts, who average like 16 points a game. What's the over on that number? I'd like to know because I'm going over. Um, so and here's another one, Sam Ekstrom. He said, one great aspect of Mike Zimmer's defense was the ability to create pressure outside of his front four, something Donatello is not doing. 2021, 400, or 276 pass rush snaps from non-DL, 48 pressure, 16 sacks. Now at the 2022 or 2022 pace, 129 pass rush snaps uh, from the non-defensive line, which is kind of interesting if you think about it. And then only 29 uh, 29 pressures and three sacks off of that. So the combination of third down, the three guys that are down all the time, um, the bigger guys, especially in a three-four. Beyond Tomlinson, we're just not getting pressure. We don't have a third down specialist on the inside. And I understand you can move guys around, but we don't always want to have to put Zadarius up the gut because wonder if their strength's up the gut. Then you, the only time you bring guys, you know, consistently up the gut at that linebacker, outside linebacker, linebacker position is when they're trying to exploit a matchup. We've seen it for years, you know, at the guard's position at center up until this year where Bradbury's been better, but it's just, now, you can't switch to a 4-3. You know, we can ask to put, you know, we, we've had more of that where we could have, you know, Daniil put his, you know, hand in the dirt and all that. But what do you do here? Because I think when people say just fire him, you got to remember that's one. He has the most responsibility on the defensive side. And just sheer scouting and going through the tape for next week and preparing your team that's a lot of manpower hours there that'll be out of the building. So that doesn't make sense heading into the playoffs either. And I know it's been done before, and we have a legit guy behind him, we think. What do you think, man? Because it's not as easy as get this guy out of here, it'll be better. No, it's not that easy. And But, you know, speaking of that record, though, quickly, it was like, what was it, the last four games over 400, maybe five? Yeah. Yeah, the last three quarterbacks, Chris, and I, I think we was Josh Allen. It was respectable to get 400 of that. And then you right. go, uh, you know. Um, Jones. Mac Jones, Mike White, Jared Goff. Uh, you know, that's the bottom. Well, I won't say the bottom, but that's it's not the bottom middle tier of quarterbacks. 
in the league, so you're not doing that. Now, yeah, you have Patton. Everybody's, you know, they're laying their head on that. Patton's in the background. Now, obviously, Chris, I won't say obviously, because, yes, you could say, okay, you know, Ed, grab your shit, hit the door. You could say that. Um, but that doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense. Like you said, he has the responsibility of the defense. He's been with these guys since training camp. Um, so what most likely will happen is what I'm thinking is probably been happening for a couple weeks. I don't think that, you know, O'Connell just woke up yesterday and said, wow, our defense is bad. So I think there's been, uh, transition things going on in the background. Um, as far as like, well, maybe you let Mike handle this and you just worry about this. And then, well, maybe we'll let Mike worry about that. And you just worry about that. Just get the guys hyped up at the end of the day. You know, that'll be, but it'll be a transition thing, but you're not going to get rid of Donatello at this point in the season. Um, take some things off his plate that might happen, but you're not going to hear about that. Um, so everybody's hoping it's going to happen. No, you, the only changes you're going to see is in scheme and hopefully we will see some, you know, and that will say either, Donatel's got his shit together or somebody else is running this thing and, and we don't, you know, we're not aware of it. Um, and hopefully that happens. That's the angle that I'm hoping for is that you're going to start to see, you know, a creative three, four defensive coordinator would find a way to get Daniel's hand in the dirt. It's not that difficult. You can do it. Uh, there's ways to scheme that up. Um, you know, the Zedarius thing, you know, maybe, you know, you can move Daniel like you do. There's options there if you're creative. And I think maybe that's a Donatel problem is that he's not that creative. He's an old coach, kind of stuck in the way that he does things. Um, maybe not nimble of, of mind as, as, as he could be. You know, these are just speculations. I don't know him. He could be a genius, but I'm just saying that this is the thing. But to get him out the door before the end of the season, or even, I mean, who's to say he doesn't make it into next season? We don't really know the story, but we do know that adjustments need to be made. Changes have to be made. You have a core of veterans there that have played a lot of football. So I don't think it's them. I think they're out there giving a hundred percent. Uh, from what we've seen from the earlier parts of their career, they're not the type of guys that go out and, you know, lay an egg. So, True. you know, Kendricks is not going to just sit there and do nothing, you know? Um, yeah, we're in a great spot still, you know, playoff wise. Yeah. So I think what you'll see is probably shared responsibilities start to come in. And the thing to keep an eye out for, like I said earlier, was just uh, changes within the scheme. Obviously, if you see the corners coming up, start to press a little bit more. That might be a sign to say, okay, maybe somebody else is running this thing. Um, But to change to a 4-3, I think at this point in the season, um, your guys have played you know 4-3 for a very long time if you had a squad that could do that. This would probably be one that could transfer over like that, but it, sure. you're going to give up a game or two just to get back in the swing of a four, three. I don't know. Right. And you're getting ready for a, a playoff run. Hopefully knock on wood. Um, no. So I think you're going to stick with a three, four. I think you're going to maybe see some refinements. Hopefully you need to see something because like I said, you can't this current defense as is unsustainable. Um, you're just heading for a first round ass whooping. And uh, that's none of us want to see that again. Yeah, or, you know, win one at home and then have to go on the road or someone coming here that is clearly better than us and kicking our ass. Um, so offensively, obviously, um, running the ball was horrible. Seven, 17 carries, 22 yards <laughs> in one point. To me, that's a surprise of the day. Uh-huh. You know, because I they're not a great run defense. You got a good back, um, so that was a surprise to me. 
Yeah, and there was a stat that was pretty interesting with with Derisaw off the field and on the field. This is Alec Lewis, who's a good follow as well. On the field, 4.67 yards per rush, 1.35 yards uh, per rush before contact, 21% runs for zero or negatives, right? which we know all about that. We've been doing that the last couple of years, actually, not just this year. Now, off the field, it drops from 4.6 to 2.8 per rush. Um, the contact one goes down, and it jumps. It it almost doubles it for negative runs. And the stats on that are starting to really add up as well. Uh, here's another one. Um, in the last five weeks, 33 Basically, 34% of the Vikings' runs have gone for zero yards or negative yards. That's a, a in the NFL, you know, most in the NFL by a gigantic margin. So, I mean, some of that is without Derrissaw, no doubt about it, because you can run behind his ass, too. It's not just pass block. But some of it, you know, we got to figure it out. This is what O'Connell said today. He said about the defense coordinator and defense in general. I think we got to take a look at what we can do to help our guys be in position to make more plays, uh, be a little more aggressive possibly. we got to generate more rush and try to limit the explosive. So when he says words, like you try to code this stuff out, right? You know, guys in position, yeah, putting that's them all in code. position, you know? Yeah. That really kind of tells you something. And the shitty thing is, dude, I mean, you know, the freaking – to waste this 11 catches, 223 franchise record should be like 240 or 50 mm-hmm. or whatever that number the was. Touch. Yep. Um, it, that sucked. And then Cousins was going off. Look at these stats, dude. This is Seifer. He says, uh, per ESPN Stats Info, it has been four years since the NFL QB lost when passing for 400 yards, completing 75% and throwing no picks. It gets scarier, dude. This is one with two touchdowns and no picks in 425, so not just hitting 400. There's been three quarterbacks played, but it's really just two because one of them, both of them are cousins, and then Drew Brees. In the NFL history, only three QBs lost a game with at least 425 passing yards, two touchdowns, no picks, 75 yards completion. One, Drew Brees, two Kirk Cousins, it happened one in Washington and one in here. I mean, if anybody's blaming this, and, and of course some of them were, some of them were still had to take these weird shots. I don't know, I don't know what it is, but um, yeah, I'm talking to you, Phil Mackey, talking about he made a business decision. Dog, are you out of your mind? Like at the goal line, because he was supposed yeah. to outrun the guy. You gotta when the ball's on the ground, the guy's running at it. When you look at the back part, Cousins isn't even in the screen yet, dude. There's a whole hash between it. You think he's just going to leak 12 yards and be like, got it, you know. He made the tackle, you know. He, so he didn't make a business decision. But uh, but I digress. I mean, it, it's – this shit is just crazy that we wasted J.J. and Cousins. One of the better days they'll have as they, in their professional careers, Aaron. It's defense, you know. That's what it is. We scored enough points, got enough yards, converted enough third downs. Um, it was the defense. Uh, last year, everybody wants to say, oh, it was the defense was horrible. Cousins is great. If we just had a good defense. I, I wasn't buying it so much last year because it was a little bit of both, you know. But this year it is. At least this game, it was. 
Well, I, I'll push back because we set a record of 22 years old of the, the last second second quarters and fourth quarters. That had to do with the most that had to do with losing these games. That's pretty yeah, well, pretty well documented. Um, this game is just, you know, you can't – it's unsustainable, man. Like you said, just wasted a career day for Jefferson um, and and for Cousins. I mean, he was really throwing the ball well out there. Um, great passes. Uh, not everyone, but, you know, enough. Um, particularly the one he threw to TJ over the middle was really nice. Um, a few to the Jefferson ones. He's just throwing them up to Jefferson now. And, he, you know, more than – Jefferson comes down with them more than not. And the one concussion yeah. I ever had in my life was the same type of deal that Mackey's saying about about Cousins there is just going for a, a loose ball and just helmet to helmet, just getting to the ball, you know. And uh, that's that's not fun. Um, but yeah, but he already showed that. Well, I'm not hold defending. On, on, it. I'm on, just saying on. that. Do you think he made a business decision? No. Get these last three Calm weeks. Down. That's not what Did I'm you saying. You just I'm say just... you agreed with Mackey? No, I said I disagree with Mackey. What oh, I'm that's not what that... it sounded like. Okay, all right, gotcha. okay, dude. Well, I was like, seriously, dude, how... is he gonna grow <laughs> ten and feet? Like, <laughs> no, I was just saying, illustrating that you get your bell rung that way. Um. No, I don't oh, have yeah. any problem with what Cousins you, did on that. Okay, I get, I get what you're saying. You get your right. bell rung. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I've lost my my train of thought, but I think we were talking about uh, oh the defense. Yeah. I mean, what did you went through that litany? Go through it again. The litany of twelve, fifteen, seven. I mean, it's yeah. just that you can't Chunk do that, play, man. Why play. run the ball? You're never in the yeah. red zone, so it's not red zone defense, you know, because they're not just they're, they're not in the fucking red zone, so. The, you know, we have to do something. The middle of the field is supposed to be shut down. This is my, you know, you don't just give up, keep everything in front of you guys. And, yeah, <laughs> 12, 15, 10, you know, all the way down the freaking field. So, yeah, nothing on the offense system besides the run game, which, you know, 40% of your offensive line is gone. I can give you a mulligan on that. Um, but, yeah, it's just, and then, you know, Cousins having a great day, uh, Jefferson having a great day. Even TJ probably had one of his better days. Oh, yeah. Besides that drop, you know, he had a great day, dude. Offensively, a, you did enough to win that. And Thielen's looking better, too, now these last two weeks. Yeah. I mean, offensively, you, know, you did enough. I think something about the run game, we also – one, we haven't done it enough. You could say that, sure. Um, but we're also running a lot more with three wide receiver sets. Um. We don't have two tight ends. We don't have a tight end and a ham as much as we had in the past. So that is harder to run block <clears throat> successfully. Uh, and I'm not saying – I'm not trying to make an excuse for them. I'm just saying it is different for the offensive line when you have two tight ends, when you have seven guys pretty close up, you know, in the jumbo packages that we've seen before, not quite like Wisconsin and Iowa and Gophers. But, you know, we, we Brandell got in there plenty of times the last two years off that. But – so I think that I think some of the running game stuff does have to do with we're in three wide receiver sets more. Well, um, shit, maybe that's what it took to get some running game out of this offensive line. You know, load up two tight ends and sure, just yeah. shove it down. You know, I mean, you got to think of it that way because right. this five guys, uh, possibly six with a tight end going at, it, has not been working that well at all. I mean, Cook. Oh. Surprisingly, going into that game, it was like the fourth leading rusher, which surprised yeah, the hell out of me. Yeah, I think he's yep. – Because it's just 
an unrecognizable run game as far as we're concerned. But, you know, you were last year. You had, you had CJ and two tight ends, you know. You're going to run the ball or whatever it took to run the ball. But you know, maybe that's what it took. Yeah. Um. All right. On to next weekend, the, the Vikes return to U.S. Bank Stadium going against the good old-fashioned Colts. Uh, it is randomly – a team that we haven't beaten, uh, you know. It, it, the, sometimes you run across a team, you're like, "Wait, when's the last time we beat them?" Oh my god! Such, I mean, not like we played them a lot, but we have had a stinker or two against them. Um, but then it's just kind of random, um, you know. In one thing, just before we break, we, we even break this stuff down. It does sound now like they were being safe with Derisaw and Bradbury. Um, Harrison Smith was sick, and he had a stiff neck. And I feel like playoff-wise, he probably would have went. I feel like he's going to go next week. But I think they were being extra cautious. Just going off of reading between the lines today, he really made it sound like both Bradbury and Darius will advance. Now, we know Brandell, uh, he's out for at least a month with the MRI sprain. Uh, but we didn't get a progress report on Harrison Smith, though. That is the one thing. Hicks had that little toe injury. He got an MRI. He said he, he feels like he's going to be able to make it. That's what he said after the game. So that that's – I don't know about the Harrison just because we didn't get an update, but I do feel like Bradbury and Derrissaw will be back. And I'm glad um, that we took it. Why not take an extra two weeks with Derrissaw? I mean, it, it just – you know, why not? Why not? You know, he got – he was okay in practice. Everything – he said he felt good. Everything was going good. But it's not the end of the world. Um, no, we got know, some why division not? games to – we got some division games we can give up. We got a nice little lead in the division. Yeah, and if you're ever going to do it, you know, when do you want your star, your best defensive <laughs> or offensive guy, you know, healthy? I mean, you might as well – might as well. Plus, you know, he had two in a short amount of time, dude, so you, you don't want to mess with that. Now, do we know who our fourth tackle is? <laughs> O'Neal, uh, Darisaw, Brandel, and Ooh, the, the Illinois kid? Udo. Udo. Udo's back in the house, baby. He's at his natural position. Remember, dude, he didn't give him much sacks last year, remember? It was yeah. only 16 offensive holding penalties. So yeah. we're going to yeah. be good, Aaron. Don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> we do get a short week this week, which will come back to us uh, at Green Bay. These next two weeks will be, you know, short week than a normal week Saturday, but then we'll get that extra week. So it's coming back. I want to go back to that, dude. Okay, so we got the Colts, uh, and I and I mean the points per game over under because we, you know, they're coming off a bye. Every damn week, uh, well, a defense is always showing us something different because they're like, why not? Let's just try it because uh, the other stuff's not going to work against them. Let's just do this or just try to take away Jefferson all the time. But they're coming off. Uh, a bye. Uh, they've lost six of their last seven games, but don't get too comfortable because they almost beat Philly and Washington. Okay, so, so, so calm down a little bit there. But what's the they're they're averaging sixteen points a goddamn game. Okay, what's the over other number that they're gonna score? I mean, it's going over, but what, what do we set that at? Twenty three, twenty two, twenty seven, twenty five. Where where do we set that number? Because uh, this is the lowest scoring team we faced this year, but something tells me it's going over. It's going to at least go over 16 points. 
I think 24, probably 24. Um, Jonathan Taylor, if he's, if he's healthy, going to be a long day for this defense. Um, you know, they have good Pittman's. I think if he's healthy too, uh, their quarterback now, Matt Ryan, he, he's, you know, he's no slouch. He's been around, so he can definitely find holes in zone. Especially when you don't pressure him. <laughs> exactly. <Get laughs> you know, you just all day, dude. <laughs> career day for Matt Ryan. So It's been yeah. six years since his days in Atlanta. Yeah. This is, you know, all-time high. You know, I just – it's hard to tell, to gauge what this defense is going to do. Um, yeah. Like I said, they have uh, a good guard, and I know they got the Nelson kid. Um, so the offensive line's pretty good. That's not good for our defense. Um, they got enough receivers that they can do. They got Matt Ryan. So they got the recipe for another 400 yard, uh, output. Um, but you got to think, you know, we're at home again. How much of last week was the, the Vikes were at home for what, two, three weeks and then had to get on the road, yep, go to Detroit, weeks, yep. you know, so maybe they just never woke up. Now they're back home again. Um, yeah, I like the Vikings in this one just because of the bounce back thing. It's a real thing, I think, uh, especially at home. And when you lose a tough game like that, I think uh, they want to come home and play pretty well. Um, but it's not going to be easy because, you know, the <laughs> Colts defense is. isn't great, but it's it's good enough. And if you can't run the football, I mean, this emphasis this week has got to get that get the running game back. I think Bradbury back will help. Darisaw will help if if they're back, if they're healthy. Um, you seem to think that they will be, and, and let's hope so. At least you have the continuity there on the offensive line, and, and maybe get some some big plays in the run game. You know, by big plays I mean five yards. <laughs> yeah, right. Seven yards. <laughs> They're know, only something. giving up two oh four through the air, dude. Yeah, that's slow. All right. Um. That's so I, I, you know, Jefferson continuing. He's close to his two thousand. I think if he averages one twenty five or something a, a game. Yeah, uh, with, you know. Is that 1,500? Is that what it is? Something yeah, like 1,500 with five to four to go. Oh, yeah. So I think, uh, you know, he's got a chance to do it, um, which would be pretty cool. Um, so I, I like the Vikings here. Home, bounce back. Um, I don't think they're going to win by much, though. I think it's going to be high scoring, you know, 24. I picked 24 for the for the Colts, so I'll say 20, 27, 27, 28, something like that for the Vikings. <laughs> Um, probably, you know, we get up by 14 and then third quarter hits and we go back to sleep and we're down you know. 17 to 13. <laughs> we we, like, we oh, get shit. out at the end, you know, very, very uh, get going here. Hey, we scored Matt, touchdowns in the third quarter, man. Woohoo. Yeah. Last week. And Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan can, can give up turnovers. So, you know, yeah, he's got fingers like 13. There. Yeah, let's hope we don't give him an extension in the offseason on this game. Because it feels like Matt's like, hey, man, I could really secure my future with this uh, game. (laughs) Get me to U.S. Bank as quick as you can. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So I I like the Vikings here. Um, As far as over-under, I don't want to touch it because I don't know what's going on. But uh, I like the Vikings by, I guess, three or four. Yeah, it's 48.5 now. It actually was just 47.5 not long ago. It opened at four and a half favorites. It's at four, so it's it's holding kind of steady. Um, I have two. I have the Vikings winning, but I have two different scores depending on if Darisaw and uh, you know uh, Bradbury and Harrison. So this is the non-three, right? If they don't play, I got it early close to you, twenty-eight, twenty-six, right? 
or 26-23, something in that range. And But with if those guys do play Derrissaw, uh, Bradbury, and, and Smith, I have it 30-23. to 23, And I kind of feel like if those three are back, there's a chance to be like 33-23 to 23 or – there's a what I'm saying is there's a chance for more than a seven point win. I'm just saying, okay. Get, saying. get out of here. I know, I know, I know. You're really going out but, of limb there. Yeah, but you see how I like I have three players have to play though. You know what I mean? Like that's how, <laughs> that's how fragile what if this you thing get, is. What if you get two uh, of the three, you know? What if it's right, yeah, yeah. Then I'll, well then we could talk. That might yeah. be that, I'd go eight and a half on that one, actually. Yeah. Um, what's the corner situation? Cam went out. Um he went out uh, because he, you know, he actually explained it today, Coach K.O. He said, you know, sometimes you come back, you, you tweak it a little bit, and you go back and go, oh, shit, did I just fuck it up? So they checked it, and it was fine. He came back in the game. A lot of people thought he got benched, um, which, you know, I get it because <laughs> he did give up some plays. But, um, no, he's okay. He's okay. Well, you know, I don't know if that makes sense. Huge difference, but, you know, you don't want to end up Duke Shelley with extended time again. Thank God for Duke Shelley, you know, just that he's there. Seriously. <laughs> so deep in the way. Obviously, we're going to be looking for corners in the offseason. Yeah. Um, veterans, young, the kid, the veterans' kid. Does Pat P have a kid? How old is Pat P's kid? Because we can got to be coming out here. He's probably going to play for Dion. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I, this one's weird, Chris. I just don't – betting for me on this team now is – I think I'm done. I, I, I just don't – it's just too – it's just too much. I, I don't – you know, it's hard to tell what's going to happen week to week. And it's – you know, it's the defense. I think offensive line, healthy offensive line, you can kind of tell what you're going to get offensively. But defensive is just – I mean, the, the touchdown to Jamison Williams – it was just a breakdown in coverage. It's like, okay, well, and that's a guy that's been playing pretty well with Cam Bynum. So something's, the sauce is all mixed up back there. I don't know what's going on. And I know Harry's there. Maybe Harry's giving, you know, pointers back there and he's just gone. So, you know, he's leave these guys on their own. But, um, that yeah, was bad, though. You're right. That was really bad. Dude. Not something I'm going to throw money at. But, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, bounce back Vikings home game. Um, Saturday, that's an interesting wrinkle. Um, but yeah, I take the Vikings. I, 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 this could be the one, Chris. Chris this could be the one you win by, Ooh, man. Win by 10. <laughs> Maybe win by 14. Ooh, 30 to 20, Ooh, baby. No. Let's get it, man. Let's get, we'll be right back on planning the parade if we win by 10. All right. Um, so a quick Vikings note, or not, sorry, Gophers note. We've been noting them pretty well. Um, now, we did have a – so, you know, everyone's got to brace themselves for some surprises, okay, because this is the goddamn transfer portal, okay? It, it just happens, okay? It just happens. It sucks. It happens. It is what it is. Uh, you lose some. You win some. We usually win some uh, more than we lose some. Uh, but I don't think we'll ever lose as much as we did uh, last year uh, as long as flex year. Now, if it was like, you know, the amount of – when you change – the coach now, oh, my God, it's like 35 dudes gone. You know, it's, it's pretty mm-hmm. crazy. Um, even at, like, LSU last year, they had 36 scholarship players on their team when old boy came in there with a new coach. Now they mm-hmm. brought in, like, 30 dudes uh, with the recruiting in, in the transfer. But anyway, Oliver, a guy who we have been talking about these last couple of years, hasn't quite been consistent or 
broke out. But he, we always talk about him like, dude, this is the guy. He's going to really – this is his year, this year. And, and I'm not saying he played bad by any stretch. Um, I know he has wanted to be in the middle. Um, that's that's out there the last couple of years. Um, maybe that's it. That's why he left. Um, not totally sure. Not totally sure, but I'd say that one actually surprised me where it was like, okay, wow, yeah, he, he was a starter. It wasn't just – producing you know off the bench or something like that so that one kind of surprised me maybe he wanted he thought he was gonna you know take over for the guy that's gone now at middle linebacker and and, and meanwhile they were um you know they were, were they were bringing some guys in to visit and maybe he just didn't like that you know what I mean maybe he's like nah dude I don't want to do it so that that one does um that you know that one surprised me um now they did bring in a transfer a one-year guy a lot of people are basically saying very similar to Gibbons. I'd say it's at a higher level program um, than Gibbons, but not majorly. Western Michigan's known, but it's not as small as where Gibbons came from, but it's a fit thing. A lot of times that's what you get. So the Ryan Selig dude, it's a one-year-and-done type thing, and we did need more depth now that what's-his-toes left. Um, So they they were going to add a linebacker regardless. so maybe that was the part that he thought, hey, man, I don't want to be on the outside. I want to be in the inside. It's tough to say. Um, so that that is one of them. Um, now the other one, um, wide receiver-wise, you know, we have had an issue in the slot. Um, and when you're a run team and you want to convert third downs, it can't be just the slant that hopefully they take to the house that we've seen so much in the offense or a deep ball. That is usually 50-50, sometimes less than that. You want to do something in the in the slot, and that's something that we have struggled with uh, the last few years, this this last two years especially. So Corey Grooms Jr. comes in with a lot of experience in the slot. He's a you know a productive player. He's just a one and done. So the you know he's not going to be here for three years or something. It's not going to take away the development uh, for Daniel Jackson or. You know, I don't know if Dillian Wright's going to be here, but I think Daniel Jackson and Brockton, I think those will be, you know, in a year or two from now, I think those will be get the guys that kind of turn the corner. Um, but we did lose <laughs> – that Badger guy that really didn't play much came over in the transfer yeah. portal. But then when he saw the hire and the fact they're going to pass more, he went back. It was like, what? Mm-hmm. And he probably, I don't know. Maybe he anticipated some guys leaving here too because I sure did. I thought we'd lose – one of our uh, wide receivers for sure, if not two, and, and we may now for sure. But I really was just waiting for that because we have Autumn Bell, who has like almost 2,000 yards receiving in his career, Daniel Jackson, Jillian Wright, who's a good player. I thought Michael Brown-Stevens was going to lead. That, that's what I thought. Jillian Wright, I think, has one more year, and he's a deep threat. He's a quality guy that's been productive, but – you know, he's had some droppies and all that. But like I said, Daniel Jackson and Brockton, I think those guys are for the future. But I, I really like this signing because maybe Autumn Bell is just, I hate to say it, but, you know, maybe he's in, injury prone. And so to have another guy there I think would be key and just in the slot in general. Uh, and a, another thing is someone said this too, Danielle Willis was making strides this year at linebacker. And – Maybe that was a problem, too, because I think this dude's a redshirt freshman. 
and it seemed like he was showing up just as much as Oliver. So that could have been a problem, too. He thought, hey, man, this is my spot. I've earned this spot. It's tough to say exactly. But um, when it comes to that, just transfer portal update, um, any thoughts in general? We'll get into the, the flex stuff, too, as far as his contract real quick. No, I mean, that's pretty comprehensive. I was going to mention to you about the Wisconsin kid, but you already knew about that, which I you know, I was a little disappointed with that because I thought – High-end receiver would be really good, especially with Ethan. You know, might expand this passing game a little bit. We'll see, but um, definitely seems to have a little more upside than Tanner did. And you were talking about the slants and so on, the, the good old slants from uh, Kurt Chiraca. But, yeah, I Take mean, you to the house, please. Did anybody think, Chris, that, you know, they were going to be tight with money with PJ? I just don't – I mean, that just doesn't make a lot of sense here. Um he took a few shots in the media. You know, you're going to do that. You're in a big market. Not everybody's going to love you. Um, sure. But as far as the way the program is, it's light years ahead of um, what it's been for the majority of our lives. Now, I'm not saying you just yeah. go, well, you know, good enough is good enough. I don't, I don't think that. But I also think, you know, it's one of those things where you don't just throw the baby out with the bathwater either. I mean, this wasn't. Uh, what's considered a disappointing season were eight, maybe nine wins. Right. Um, exactly. Were they the wins that everybody wanted? No, you know, they weren't one more. It could have beat Purdue. You would have been a totally different season. Everybody be riding sky high right now. Um, they, they need to extend them is what we'd hear. Right. And every year, Chris, the, the Andy goes up on these coaches like, like, so you got to keep, you know, you got to keep the, keep up with the buyouts keep up with the extensions, keep up with the salary if you want to keep your coach around because we're not stupid. There's always programs out there and flex in line, you know, was that a season ago? We're thinking about, well, you know, USC and maybe Michigan, you know, all these teams that were like sweating out, you know, if they're going to give Fleck a call and would he leave and, and so on and so forth. Now, at this point, you're pretty well secured because the Big Ten is turning out to be what number two conference, maybe possibly 1A or 1B conference in the country. So you're pretty good with with great teams joining it. So I think having a coaching gig in the in the uh, Big Ten is going to be, you know, besides the SEC, everything that it is. I mean, you're going to add Lincoln Riley. You're going to add. Uh, they just added two Nebraska and Wisconsin too. Quality, yep. quality, so, quality. So you're getting the top-tier coaches in the country. Yep. And, and so, you know, that takes a little bit of the sweat away from is PJ going to leave. But, yeah, it's just, you know, keeping up with the Joneses. It's really not a big deal that people – I guess maybe the people that wanted him gone um, are upset with his extension. But I think everybody else realizes that's just – that's the price to pay and the price to play. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, one thing that's cool is it did – it, it, it gave an extra million dollars to assistant coaches, and that helped our offense and defense. We we got them to two more years, too, at a quality pace. So that, that helps because, um, you know, th- those guys deserve that, no matter what you think about it. So the salary pool increased there, so that was cool. And, that, you know, and, and guess what? Coaches like to stay when that happens because they appreciate it. But another key thing is it well it added one year no big deal, um, the Michigan State hire, um, some extensions within the Big Ten, the new hires that we just mentioned with Nebraska, and uh, Wisconsin, he's not like fourth or fifth in the Big Ten when 
it comes to pay. He's just not. <laughs> so get that out of your mind because it's not true. That's just bullshit. Um, and then also, you know, it, it, it bumped up the buyouts another year ahead, which is exactly what you want. The buyout, if he leaves at the – let's say we put together a, a 9-3 and three season next year. We go to the Big Ten uh, championship game. The buyout after next season is back to $10 million. The season after that, 2024, seven million, even five million and four million. The next two years after that is substantial. People don't realize that we have all this earmarked cash now. That's either going to come back if he leaves, or it's just earmarked in general. It's past the code, and we saw improvement. Meaning, if PJ did go, well, we'd have money right there to spend on a new coach, and we'd realize, hey, this did pay off. Um, it is worth it. Even, you know, we, we make plenty of money even without a strong, strong football. I'm talking real strong football in basketball. We still make a ton of money. I don't think people realize that. It was we weren't putting the money out for years since we were a kid. So, yeah, man, it, it, it just makes sense. Like you said, this is keeping up with the Joneses because, you know, he deserves this raise, dude. It's right there in fine print. Like I said, I, I keep seeing this misinformation like he's the third highest or fourth highest uh, paid coach, dude. That's just not correct at all. So they're not and giving yeah. them. They're not giving them some kind of crazy money, dude. No. You know, so and just get ready, man. And the because... Big Ten just signed a new deal for one point two billion a year, dude. <laughs> yeah, you don't think some of that's going to go to the coaches? Just get ready because the Big Ten, as you know, it is over, dude. I mean, it is competitive. We're getting Big rid 20. of these. We're getting rid of these gimme games now. There's just not any. Anymore. I mean, Purdue, depending on who they hired, and I think they did, but I didn't, the name escapes me. Have they but, hired someone yet? I don't know, but Braun is gone. Yep. And so, and he left. He got the fuck out. So, you know, there's that. But because every week now, every week now, I mean, besides Rutgers, but I mean, that could change. Northwestern, but every four years, that's tough, dude. Um, and then yeah, adding sure. some new schools, recruiting's going to, I mean, Cook's going to, uh, Flex's going to earn his money. Um, these yeah. are going to be tough schedules, no matter, you know, who's on them. And you're going to have to recruit against some California schools and nice weather and blah, blah, blah. They're going to go for the same stuff. So it's going to be tough, man. And, you know, I mean, I'm an offensive lineman from, you know, Waterloo, Iowa, and I can go to USC, you know, cause I'm in their ballpark now, sort of. It's like, you know, it's tough, man. It changes the whole dynamic recruiting for the Big Ten for the competitiveness of the Big Ten. So, you know, we'll see maybe three, four years from now where Fleck is in the, in the, sure. in the you know, I guess yeah. the tier of the Big Ten. Yeah, the pecking you order, know, right. Is he in the bottom of it or that? Because it's all changing now, and it's a powerful competitive conference. Not that it wasn't before, but it's on steroids now. Yeah, or at least it's going to be, in, in, especially if they add the other teams that they're thinking about adding beyond just USC, UCLA. Any last words, sir, before we shut this down? It was a good overall uh, discussions on this one. It's long, but it's like talker long, you know? Yeah, I don't really have much to say. You know, follow the show as always, Purple People Leader Podcast. You can get it anywhere you want to find it, iHeartRadio, Spotify, so on and so forth. Uh, so Chris has got his thing on uh, Rope Dope Radio. Many good shows there. Check those out, and uh, I guess we'll talk to you next week. There we go. Peace out.